Hello and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week we will talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish d- different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, we enjoy one more shag together in our very special Austin Powers retrospective episode. Ah, Ryan. We're here, buddy. Hello, hello. We've done it. Um, we are at our very special retrospective episode. It's our last thing that we're doing. Yeah, we're here. We're here. You know what I have to say about that? What do you have to say about that? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. We're here. And we're just going to... Look, this is going to be a pretty easy retrospective. It's going to be a lot like what we've been doing. Um, although, unlike the Leprechaun retrospective, which is much longer than I was anticipating, <laughs> this is going to be a pretty short one, I think. We don't have a lot to talk about. It's going to be fun. Um, we're going to move through it pretty quickly, I think. But uh, I'm excited to get into this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to ask you before we start, how do you feel just like about this franchise in general? Look, we've kind of been talking about it the last couple of weeks, and I think I think it's a it's a fine franchise. It's yeah. it's a movie that probably would have been better remembered or looked f- f- more fondly upon if it was just this one off, random, weird love letter to the '60s. Sure, but I, you know, it made money, and they wanted to double down. They did all this stuff, and I think that's fair. It's completely yeah. fair, but. It's not the direction I would have gone in, you sure. know. But but it's, it's it's an overall perfectly fine franchise, and perfectly like I said, fine. I do think that especially at the time, I get why it was made, and mm-hmm. I do think there is nothing wrong with wanting a lighthearted, fun, no not you know just nonsensical, no no weight, no no weight to it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, serious, you can you. This is a perfect. I'm doing the laundry, turning on the background. I'm yep. doing the dishes. Turn on the background, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever movie, right? Yeah. This is a, I'm doing something else. Put it on. I look up every now and then, laugh, and then continue on with what I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah. That's all this is. It's not anything special, really, uh, outside of maybe the first movie. And, and I, um, think, I think it's a special comedic performance. I think, sure. I do think it's, look, I, you can say what you want about uh, Mike Myers losing interest in Austin Powers mm-hmm. or whatever, but it, it's, a comi- it's, it's a comedic Tour de force. Like, he, sure. he is really going to town in these movies. Mm-hmm. He's going to town. He's enjoying it. And it, it, it is kind of a showcase for him. It is. I mean, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that this isn't a showcase. It is. It's a showcase for him. And he's able to really show off and be the best version of himself that he can be. And that's a blast. And I, as much as I, I am kind of just ready to be done with Austin Powers and move on to the next thing, because we have an announcement at the end here that we're very excited about. Um, mm, I'm not sure. You know, it, it's 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 a fine it's a fine franchise overall. Yeah. It's not one that I would uh, run back to revisit anytime soon. Is kind of how I feel about it overall. Yeah, yeah. Now that I've seen these, it'd be probably another ten years before I ever revisit them again. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's where I'm at too. I'm like, eh, maybe I'll revisit them if they ever make that fourth movie. It, it, it's funny too, you know. Um, you know, now that I am a father, <laughs> now uh, like when I watch movies, I, I think rolled of, my eyes. When I watch movies, I do think about like, oh, uh, how high on a list or or how excited am I to one day show yeah. my son this movie? And he's really not on that list. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, it's not really that high. You know, no, <laughs> like, no. It's kind of like, just like... like it's, maybe the first one. Maybe. Maybe the maybe, first one. But even one, then, but I like, feel like 
at that point, it's going to be so far removed. It's going to be very far removed. And it's like having to explain why. This is funny because British royalty at that time was really falling apart. And the 60s culture. And the 60s culture. And and it's just going to be like, ah, this isn't really working. Yeah. 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 I don't think time is going to be kind to Austin Powers. Well, I don't know because I thought the same thing and it already had. It, it has been pretty kind to at least the first two movies. But I think the farther removed we get for I don't, I, don't, I think it will continue to work for us mm. but I don't think another generation will be able to go into it. Right. You know what I mean? Like we, we will continue I think it will continue to age well for us. Sure. Because even we'll, we're going to be because even we could look at another movie years later and be like, oh, that's, that didn't age well. Right. But I think, I don't know if there will be a time where we left this and go, that didn't really age well. Sure. Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. I don't think another generation will be able to tap into it. That, I, I think problem. it's going to get to a point where gener- later generations are not going to be able to find as much enjoyment from these movies or are, are not going to maybe understand why it's funny yeah. the way we did. Or or even previous generations did. I, there's going to come a time for Austin Powers where I think that's what I mean. I think when I say time's not going to be kind to it, because I think at some point people are just going to be like, "What is this? Like, why yeah. was this funny?" And then you have to, like you're saying, you have to explain '60s culture and go, "Well, it's funny because back in the '60s, they, it was kind of like British people Bond, didn't take care of their teeth. They didn't really take care of their teeth, but also there was these James Bond movies with Sean Connery, and let's watch those. And mm. it's just kind of like, no, like." <laughs> The culture was kind of rapey, and it's, you know. kind of, it's all kind of rapey, and you know it's kind of fun, and well, it's not fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not good. I mean, yeah. it, it's it, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. It's just it's silly. But um, yeah, overall, I think this is that. That's I kind of how Christmas I feel about, only came once a year. I, I thought Christmas only came once a year. Yeah, thank you, Pierce Brosnan. We appreciate you. But uh, overall, I think it's just a very silly franchise. Yeah, um, there's no. There, I don't think there's any harm in the franchise for yeah. the most part. Like we talked about. Some of the characteristics, some of the, you know, stereotypes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. overall, I think it's fine. Overall, it's fine. Um, my friend, are you ready to jump into this retrospective? You you are taking the charge, and I am just here. I'm ready I'm, to do I'm it. ready yeah. for you to take I can tell that you're just here. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Um, I'm feeling rather shagadelic today, Yeah, you're feeling friend. rather shagadelic. Yeah, I can tell. Um, all right, my friend. So uh, the franchise we're talking about is Austin Powers. The movies within this franchise are Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, and Austin Powers in Goldmember. This is my favorite part, although <laughs> this is going to be very easy for you. Uh, movies ranked by box office. What do you think it is? Although I think that you're going to be able to get this. It is, num- starting from number one, sure. from the highest to the lowest. Okay. Uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Sure. Austin Powers in Goldmember and Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. Yeah, you got it. Um, number one is uh, The Spy Who Shagged Me at $312 million. Uh, then it is Goldmember at $296.7 million. And then International Man of Mystery at $67.7 million. Which is just so crazy to me. I'm like, I, I, I can't believe it. But um, it makes sense though. But I want to uh, find the franchise that has the biggest gap. Yeah, in box office between the first and second, not it's like a big, jump. not like first and fifth. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, first you, look, and you look at like the first Fast and Furious movie to them making a billion dollars, right? Right. With the with the seventh and eighth the, movie, but the jump from International One to, Mystery to Spy yeah, Sh- seventy six million dollars to three hundred and twelve. That's a giant. Yeah, sixty seven point seven to three hundred and twelve million. 
I, I mean, there, that has to be more than home video, though. I don't yeah. know, though. Maybe it is. I don't. It's just. It's crazy. To that me. that I jump think, is. I think um, that jump is unreal. I think it. I think it's the. I think it's the. You said it's. It's home video releases. Right. It's. Um. It's being shown on TV probably all the time, and it's just. People going, it's word of mouth. It's got to be word of mouth. It's and it, and it's probably mouth. people just walking around going, Shagadelic, baby, yeah, yeah saying, baby. Yeah, probably like, you know, people like, going, yeah, baby, yeah. And saying Shagadelic and maybe doing the Dr. Evil pinky thing. Yeah. And saying, Look, frick, man, frick. We, people just stopped finally saying, my wife. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like. We just got there. <laughs> just, just recently happened. And then they made exciting. a second one. And they're like, oh, no, it's coming oh, back. It's back again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so ranked by um, uh, Rotten Tomato scores, uh, critic Rotten Tomato scores. Um, you don't have to do this one. I will do it. Uh, we'll go from uh, number one to number three. And Sounds number good. one is International Man of Mystery at 73%. And tied for second. Spy Who Shagged Me and Goldmember at 53%. Makes sense. So, makes sense. Uh, ranked by audience score. Number one, uh, International Man of Mystery at 77%. Uh, the Spy Who Shagged Me at 71%. And Goldmember at 44%. So that's basically, yeah, it's how we, it's how we that's feel. That's how we no. feel. It, uh, although that Goldmember score at 44% is still pretty shocking when yeah. I look at it. I'm like, that's much lower than I would have thought. I would have thought it would be a little higher. But um, yeah, people apparently don't like Goldmember. Well, you know what time it is. It's, it's time, time to, for that extended franchise. I think it's time to get into that extended franchise. I have some interesting stuff here that I'm excited I'm ex- to talk about. Because you kind of mentioned like one, how protective Mike Myers is of this franchise. I have said this before. He he is protective, and I think we're gonna see that reflected here. But I also think we're gonna see some of the things that he let. Uh, Which maybe some of the weirder choices for yeah, the yeah. weirder choices that he allowed austin powers to be used for and you're going to go really that's what he went with i'm i'm here um, so I'm, I'm excited for this you're one. leaning forward you're ready uh, <laughs> i'm a little uncomfortable but i'm ready to do this okay no back up back i want to know i, I want to know oh my god all right here we go back up the extended franchise here we go we're gonna start my friend with television okay you ready for this? Television. Television. There was a canceled animated series. It had no name. It had okay. no name. So it never, was, it never made. It never aired. Okay. It had no name. There was no official title. It's just canceled animated series. That's what I have here. After the success of International Man of Mystery, New Line Television approached Myers about an animated show in 1998. It was planned to air in the fall of 1999 following the release of The Spy Who Shagged Me. It was compared uh, to the to King of the Hill for the style of comedy it was going for. HBO purchased the show and commissioned 13 half-hour episodes, uh, but the show was scrapped before it ever aired. So, did they? But did they make it? They were halfway through writing the season. Um, actually, do you know Brian Posehn? Yeah, he was a writer for it. He um, has talked about this, and he has said um, that. Basically, they were they couldn't they just didn't have any ideas. It, they had no ideas. Yeah. They were kind of writing the season and the ideas that ended up being presented to HBO. They didn't really like, and uh, the show was essentially just canceled. They just scrapped the show. It was meant to also kind of be this prequel 
thing. It was supposed to be okay. like a prequel show that was going to uh, chart how Austin Powers became the Austin Powers we know in International Man of Mystery. That makes like, sense. Like, where did he? How did he get to that point? And this animated show was going to cover that. But they just had no ideas. Yeah. And uh, it ended up just being scrapped. And HBO was like, yeah, never mind. And they scrapped it. That's interesting. Yeah. It's funny that they didn't have no ideas because you could have done. But I guess, I don't know. I guess it all depends. They couldn't find it. Maybe they couldn't find the tone. Maybe they couldn't find the tone. I I also don't even know if. I don't know if Austin Powers would have voiced. Or not Austin Powers. Mike Mike Myers Myers would have voiced. All of these characters for the show because he would have been busy. Because do you go in an action? Do you, just, go, do you go in an action vibe? Do you go in a comedy? That's pure the thing. Comedy is it vibe? A, but is it an action comedy? Like, what do you do? So I don't know. I, it is weird that they just had no ideas because I'm like chop, judo chop, and especially HBO. If it's a thirty, if it's 30, 13 minute episodes, I mean it's HBO, so it's thirty minutes. Man. You're not getting commercial breaks and all that. So maybe they were just struggling with that format. But um, yeah, it just never happened, and it was scrapped. All right, so I and if other- it is HBO, do they feel pressured to go in a, like a dirtier route, like more like a mature route? Yeah. And is that not where maybe that's not where they wanted to go? Because you can get away with more in animation. Like maybe we actually would have seen like Austin shagging in the show yeah. uh, to some degree, and I, that probably would have been strange. But also, it was going to be King of the Hill esque comedy, and that's not that's really very, isn't that very dry. It's humor? pretty dry. It's pretty. Uh, mild humor too like it's not like offensive in any way like it's just very like broad i, I would say propane and, and propane is i is. sell propane and propane's what i sell that's my hank hill um <laughs> it's fun but like i i don't know it, it's it, not it your sounds, purse yeah yeah <laughs> it sounds like it would have been an odd show to 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 do but I, in a way i i wanted to mention it because it, it is mentioned no as, like course. this canceled thing yeah, and i was course. like oh wow like and it it was literally picked up by HBO and then canceled. And I was like, wow, it got to the point where it was commissioned and they yeah. were going to make it. And then it just uh, it just fizzled out. Um, okay, so the other television things I have here are going to be... Commercials? Appearances and commercials. Um, SNL. On the December 20th, 2014 episode of SNL, Myers revived Dr. Evil for a sketch that saw him lampoon North Korea and Sony Pictures over their spat over the interview. Yeah, I remember um, this. Yes. So uh, the interview is the film with uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco where they go to North Korea to have an interview with Kim Jong-un. And it was a very controversial uh, film at the time. I'm, I'm sure you and I both remember it very vividly. Yes. The film was canceled. It was this whole thing. It never got a theatrical release. And Netflix... It, it did get a small theater. very some, small. like independent theaters were showing yes, it. Yes, but major change refused to show it. And... It ended up becoming Netflix swooped in and saved the day yeah. and basically purchased it and said, we'll show it on and Netflix. That, they, that and was, that ended up kind of being a boon for Netflix yeah. and kind of like helped them a lot because they were like, oh, they saved and it. And then that kind of – it's reportedly led to the Sony hacks, but then I'm also hearing that that was – they used to use it as a cover-up. Uh, like they said, they said Korea or North Korea leaked all their emails, but then apparently it was wasn't that. They just used yeah. that as an excuse. Right, right. Well, it it, it is what it is. Uh, he was Doctor Evil. He did a lampoon. It was fun. Uh, the Tonight Show in a 2018 episode of The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon, Myers revived Doctor Evil again in a sketch where he announces he's been fired from Trump's cabinet. <laughs> um. Isn't it funny then, uh, who who keeps it popping up? And uh, I'm not seeing Doc, I'm not seeing Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, it's Doctor Evil. Um, later in 2018, he appeared again on the show on Election Day 
uh, to announce that he was running for Congress. So it's funny. This is what I mean by I think he likes Dr. Evil more because he keeps popping up and it's Dr. Evil, Dr. Evil, Dr. Evil. But I also think Dr. Evil is the easier one to do because Myers has throughout the years... It, you know, this isn't supposed to be like, you know, fat phobic or anything, but he's put on weight. Mm-hmm. And I think Austin has a look about him mm-hmm. that maybe mm-hmm. he's kind of like, I don't really want to do Austin because I don't have the look of Austin right now. Yeah. Where Dr. Evil can kind of be anything, you know, it, it doesn't matter because it's Dr. Austin's Evil. Austin's supposed to be a sex symbol. He's supposed to be a sex mm-hmm. symbol and Dr. Evil was supposed to be more just... You know, whatever, like you know, neutral. I Although suppose. the joke is that he's not a sex symbol that is treated as a sex symbol, basically. Yes, exactly. So. Here's something that I know we have both seen: Super Bowl ad. Yes. Um, during Super Bowl Fifty Six, Myers, Seth Green, Rob Lowe, and Mindy Sterling all reprised their roles from the films for a General Motors commercial. Uh, in the commercial, Doctor Evil and his henchmen take over GE, uh, but his henchmen inform him that climate change is the biggest threat of the planet making Dr. Evil the second biggest threat to the planet. He and his henchmen decide that they will save the planet with GE's lineup of electric vehicles. So they can be the... Uh, Yes. Uh, Scott Evil also informs his father that he has a grandson named Kyle, uh, (laughs) but Evil names him Baby Me. It was a fun little. It was a fun commercial. I, a fun yeah, commercial. I, I, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen. Sounds it, like it has a bit of a message behind yeah, it. I've climate seen it. change. No, that's I've that's seen happening. It, but I, I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Too. I remember it airing, and I remember watching it, going, "Oh, that's Doctor Evil." But like all of the details that I just went through. Now that we've seen the movies, and I'm watching this, I'm like. Oh, that's okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So it was kind of a little bit of a reunion, but it's fun. I like Baby Me. That's funny. Yeah, Baby Me is funny. Yeah, and me and Scott have something in common. Yeah, you, do, you, do you call your son Baby Me? I you should. You I should. should now. You yeah. should pick him up and go, Baby Me. <laughs> I mean, he is my he is my twin. So I'm he gonna... is your twin. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about this as well. A canceled animated film. Hmm. This was supposed to go hand in hand with the show. Um, mm. At the same time, the animated series was greenlit. An animated prequel film was also greenlit. Uh, it would have focused on Austin Powers' uh, early years and how he became the Austin Powers we know. Uh, it was slated to be a theatrical release. It was canceled along with the animated series. So it sounds like maybe they just took on too much uh, at one time. They did, yeah. The fact that they were like, we're going to do a TV show and we're going to do a movie, an animated movie. It's going to be a theatrical release. It's going to be a prequel. It's going to cover all this stuff. It just kind of sounded silly. and uh, It's not needed. It's too much. It's too much. But this kind of also encompasses that people had Austin Powers fever. And they were like, we're in on the animated show. We're in on the animated film. We want it. We want more. I I think it would have been successful if they could figure it out. But I do think it's smarter than to be like, look, this isn't working. Yeah. You know. And I think that again, it kind of goes back to they probably could have done more with an animated film. Again, they're pro- it probably would have been raunchier. It probably would have there probably would have been sex scenes in the movie. There probably would have been nudity and there swearing. probably would have been swearing and they would have been getting, been able to get away more with more. Probably more action too. Things that we don't see in the live action movies, we probably see in animation. Um, I, I I would guarantee we'd probably get more than a judo chop. <laughs> judo <laughs> chop, judo chop, which is a great. That's a great joke. Um, but yeah, it's it, it again. It it, it kind of goes back to Austin Powers fever, and everyone's just like, we're in, we're in, we're in. And this is just after the first movie. Yeah, they haven't even done Spy Who Shagged Me yet. That's the crazy thing. The fever yeah. was real. All right, so let's move on. 
to video games. I'm waiting. There's there's quite a few here. Really? I'm sorry. I thought there'd be like there's, one or there's two. There's a few. No, there's a few. Um, Austin Powers Operation Trivia is a 1999 trivia question video game developed for Microsoft Windows and Macintosh. It was released in May 1999 to coincide with The Spy Who Shagged Me. What were you saying? Macintosh. Macintosh. I like the word Macintosh. 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 Uh, In the game, Dr. Evil has kidnapped Austin Powers and is holding him at the electric, psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club, uh, where he forces Powers to play a trivia show called Win, Lose, or Die. Uh, And if Dr. Evil wins... He takes over the Earth. The show is hosted by a robot character named Hostbot, who was created for the game. Hostbot. Very funny. Created for the game. The player can play as either Austin Powers or Dr. Evil, uh, and it includes a two-player option. Isn't Um, it just answering questions? There are over 500 questions relating to the knowledge of the Austin Powers films, as well as a... Jesus. (laughs) As... What year was this released? 1999. So it's two to, movies. To coincide with the Spy Who Shagged Me. So it's one movie. Maybe maybe two if they included Spy Who Shagged Me trivia. Um, but I don't think they did because it was coinciding with that release. 500 questions? 500 questions uh, relating to the knowledge of the Austin Powers films as well as pop culture from the 60s to the 90s. Okay, that makes sense. So there's a little bit more. Uh, the questions are divided into four categories as follows. Need the info. The player is questioned about historical events and is given multiple answers to choose from. Uh, Stop and go. The player is given four right answers and three false answers and can only choose four of the seven answers. If one of the four chosen answers is incorrect, the player loses, which is crazy. Uh, Keep away. The player must keep answers relating to a certain topic while discarding answers that are irrelevant to the subject. Oh it just sounds so convoluted. But again, this sounds like something Myers would like. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, this sounds like something he would like. Um, crazy chain. After the first question, each subsequent question relates to the correct answer of the preceding question. Uh, the game received mixed reviews. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And, but, but like, you see what I mean with that? Where it sounds like a trivia thing like that is something Myers would enjoy. Yeah. And... It's like, but not everybody's going to enjoy trivia, especially 500 questions about Austin Powers. Yeah. How do you even come up with that? It's like, Jesus. I, I have no idea. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, what color was uh, Austin Powers' shirt in that scene at one time? And you're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, but it sounds like something he would enjoy. So, I don't know. Austin Powers, oh, behave, is a mini game. <laughs> Is a mini game collection video game for the Game Boy Color, released September eighteenth, two thousand in the U.S. and November third, two thousand in Europe. Um, there are four mini games included in the collection, which include International Man in a Platform Game. This is the uh, this is the largest of the mini games included in the collection. Uh, within it, the player plays an Austin uh, plays as Austin Powers in a side-scrolling adventure game inspired by the movies. It involves climbing obstacles and dispatching foes to find the way to the end of each level. So Makes it sense. sounds like it was an actual like platformer game where you had to just get to the end of the level. And I don't know what discarding enemies was. I'm assuming it was just a judo chop. Judo chop. Judo chop. Um, another mini game was called Mojo Maze. Uh, this is an Austin Powers themed. Pac-Man game. Yeah. Not surprised. Fun stuff. Uh, Domination. This is a board game similar to uh, Othello in which the player flips chips over their opponents to change the color of the chips. 
Whoever has the most chips of the same color wins. Okay, sure. Fun. Uh, and Rock, Paper, Scissors. This game matches the player with a villain from the films for a game of Rock, Paper, Scissors. The player is able to pick the villain as well as the difficulty that they want to play at. Um, a spotlight appears and you cycle between rock, paper, or scissors and throw your choice when the light turns green. If you enter your choice too late or too soon, you automatically lose, oh which sounds frustrating. Yeah. I, I, that sounds frustrating. Um, the window of time is determined by the difficulty, uh, and the game received mixed reviews. So, I, I don't know. I guess video, mini game collections back yeah, then I mean, were fun. It's, the Game Boy games back then, like, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not it's surprised. Silly. Yeah. Um, the second game we're going to talk about, Austin Powers, Welcome to My Underground Lair, is a companion game to Oh Behave, released for the Game Boy Color on September 18th, 2000 in the U.S. and November 3rd, 2000 in I'm not awake enough for this. this it is... features Dr. Evil on the front cover instead of Austin Powers. So it's a lot like Pokemon. Yeah. Um, there are many games included that appear in the companion game, including Mojo Maze, Domination, and Rock, Paper, Scissors. It features one new game called Kin Evil, a motorbike racing game. It's stupid. When are there motorbikes? Yeah. In the? It just doesn't make sense. Uh, it also features customizable backgrounds, themes, songs, and screensavers, uh, a movie clip, along with a calculator and simulated internet with info on the Austin Powers movies and the This actors. is for Game Boy Color? Yes. Uh, the game received very negative reviews. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So that one didn't do well because, again... It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's a companion game to the other one. There's nothing new about it except a motorbike racing game and screensavers a movie clip and all this stuff but how do they even get a movie clip on the game boy color i don't know man that's weird like i'm like how do you even put that on there maybe how do you have 3d on a mobile phone in 2003 i don't (laughs) it's just not possible (laughs) that technology wasn't around yet and you know it um okay and this is actually uh the last video game we're going to talk about austin powers pinball is a pinball based video game released in 2002 and 2003 for PlayStation and Windows. I'm assuming it came out on PlayStation first and then Windows later, um, which still happens even today. In the game, there are two pinball games to play, one for International Man of Mystery and one for The Spy Who Shagged Me. It sounds so boring. Why would you even buy that? I mean, the the people that has an audience, I have a, um, it was gifted to me, but I have like a Marvel pinball video game. My brother gave it to me. I think it was five bucks or whatever. Nice. You know. Uh, That's cool. In the game, Dr. Evil has his sights set on uh, defeating Austin once and for all. And the best way for Austin to end the threat is playing pinball. Uh, (laughs) Using the flippers will help the player destroy fembots, escape uh, the mutant sea bass, and more. Uh, if the player makes it to the moon base showdown, they will take on the toughest enemies uh, in the game. Uh, the game received very mixed to negative reviews. Not surprised. Not surprised. Uh, and I'm sure there's, a, Look, I think there's an actual like pinball machine as well. Arcade games. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you were just. Well, you said video. Usually I put. I put. It's okay. It's okay. I blanket video games, arcade. I blanket that whole thing. I'm doing So separate... you said, you said last video game. So I assumed it was the end. I'm so sorry. Arcade games. Somebody just did the research right. No, we wouldn't have problem. I'm doing my research right. <laughs> I'm just this isn't what you think. Arcade games. Uh, Austin Powers is the name of this game. Is a ticket redemption game by Sega Pinball. Look, I couldn't find much about this, but from what I could find, it seems to be like a Wheel of Fortune type game. I've seen where this. Where a wheel of numbers in the hundreds spins, and you press a button to stop it and rack up points and tickets. 
uh, and it was released in 1997. I found some YouTube videos of it. it it's exa- I've seen this in casinos. Yeah. Um, like and you like go to the busters and it's it's got the wheel above it. It spins. It's one of those, but it's Austin Powers themed. Yeah. Um, Not surprised. It's fine. Austin Powers is a pinball machine by Stern Pinball. Released in 2001. I had to dig for these for these things. I'm telling you, man. You did good, man. You uh, did thank good. you. It features sounds and clips from the first two films and uh, has a very psychedelic look. I've seen the pinball machine. Um, look, it's just like it's Austin Power. It's a pinball machine, but Austin Powers on the front. It's got a lot of colors coming off of it. The flashing lights. I've, I've seen nothing this crazy one. I'm about sure it. It's a pinball one. machine, right? I like pinball machines. I like pinball machines too. I wish there were more of them, but it's not as big of a thing anymore. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Toys. Toys. I love toys. Austin Powers uh, had a Funko Pop line with Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, and Vanessa Kensington being available. Um, Did you ever have any of those? I don't. I want to say, and I could look this up real quick because I don't want to be wrong. Sure. That there might have been a Chase version. There's like what they call Chase versions of Funko Pops. Yeah. Um, Which is like, it's the same Funko Pop, same pose, same character, but it's, it's like a... Different color or different whatever. Sometimes it, there might be blood on it. Sometimes there might be. I'm sure you know, there were whatever. variations. I think it's like the blue, normal was blue, and it might be a chase that was red. Right. You know what I mean? Like you know him in the blue suit versus him in the red suit. It's right. the same Funko Pop. It's just they made lesser of the red ones, and they just stick a sticker on it, and they make it, and they make it sound more valuable. Right. You know, and usually it's not. There's very few that actually are actually more like significantly more valuable right right yeah i i I didn't really look up the funko pop line i was just kind of like usually when we do it we just go oh look it had a funko pop line it had this had that it had 900 other things um are you looking it up now i did it looks like the red suit was a gamestop exclusive okay so it wasn't a chase but there was a red suit as a gamestop exclusive oh okay well sure there there you go sure austin powers also had two series of McFarlane Toys in 1999 and 2000. You know McFarlane Toys? Todd McFarlane? Yeah. Guy who created Spawn. Incredible comic book writer and artist. uh, Legendary in the industry. Yeah, and he also runs this toy company. I think it's still around even today. Characters featured uh, were Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, Mini-Me, Felicity Shagwell, Fat Bastard, Vanessa Kensington, Scott Evil, and Fembot. So, covers a lot of the characters, a lot of the main ones people like. No Frau. Poor Frau's left out. Um, number two left out too. Yeah. Um, I've seen the picture. I, I looked up. Well, that guy looking, maybe possibly killed his wife. So like it's fine. It's probably best. <laughs> um, I, I looked up uh, these action figures. They're pretty cool looking. You yeah, know, they, they cool. got some cool stuff. I mean, it's kind of like the arms move, and they look like they put a lot of work into those toys. Um, I know McFarlane, Todd McFarlane, like takes a lot of pride in that. But they were cool looking toys, and I was like, okay, these are pretty neat. But yeah, had two two series over the course of. Again, Austin Powers fever, we'll call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, now let's move on to card game. This is like the only... <laughs> love that. Um, <laughs> love your reaction. Oh, God. This is where I think the Myers thing is also really prominent, where he's like, oh, I really want this made, so let's make it. Austin Powers collectible card game is a 1999 out-of-print collectible card game. Uh, the Spy Who Shagged Me was the only set released, and this included 140 cards <laughs> based on photos, quotes, and concepts present in the film franchise. 
An expansion titled International Man of Mystery was scheduled to follow the initial uh, release, but poor advertising and interest in the game caused the cancellation of any subsequent uh, expansions. Um, from what I could find about this game, the game was essentially a role-playing party game that took you through the films and had you say lines out loud from the movies <laughs> while gathering points for each card played. Uh, the game received very negative reviews. Um, and this collectible card stuff was also like you had to like trade with people to get certain cards. Oh, that's stupid. And it just, again, it just seems like something Myers would enjoy. Yeah. Like, it seems like he would enjoy a collectible card game where he's like, oh, look, I have this specific card and it does this thing. It's a very unique, weird thing. And I look at it and I go, Myers would really like something like this. It feels like something this would he would like. He yeah. would like. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. And I, I don't know. It's, it's very strange to me. It's funny, but. Yeah, that's all I got for the extended franchise. Wow, man. Well, congratulations. You did a wonderful job. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, that's our extended franchise, and that's all we got. Hey, man, you did a great job. I I, want to let you know, I haven't really told you for this, but it it can be daunting stepping up and doing this. And I think you're doing a great job. I I appreciate it. I really appreciate you you handling that. Again, this is a very easy one to do. It is. It Um, is. I've alluded. There's you're something doing else something in the summer that's going to be much not not next. Not you're next. You're doing not something? next. But during our summer series, our summer blockbuster series, as we call it, we, we got something pretty big planned. Two big things planned this yeah. summer. Um, I have a much more daunting task there, and that's taking up a lot of my time. This was so easy. I just blew through it, and I was like, okay, there's really not much here, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but that's our extended franchise. It's time to move on to the future. Of the franchise. I can't wait to hear about this because I'm sure there actually is some stuff here. All it really is possible fourth film. Yes. This is all I really have. There's nothing else really in development outside of this fourth film. Um, Which has been in and out of conversations for decades. Basically, this is an oral history of that. Of like how long this has been kind of putzed around a lot. You're going to hear a lot of excuses from Mr. Mike Myers about maybe why this wasn't made. It sounds like there's a lot of uh, different excuses he's doing, but it's been, it, it literally has been like almost 20 years of this going on. So let's blow through this really quickly. So possible fourth film in October, 2005, during an interview with entertainment weekly, Mike Myers discussed the possibility of moving forward with a fourth film say, uh, saying there is hope. We're all circling and talking to each other. I miss doing the characters. And this is three years out from Goldman. Yeah. So makes sense in 2005. Makes sense. In May 07, in an interview with IGN, uh, <laughs> they they asked, so no more Austin Powers? <laughs> which uh, Myers sure replied. Loves that. Which Myers replied, no, no. There is a fully conceived idea for a fourth film. And I can just say that is from Dr. Evil's point of view. Yes. So you called this. I told you there was stuff here. You called this. Also in May 07 at the Shrek the Third Boo premiere. I actually wrote Shrek the Third Boo. <laughs> the Shrek the Third Boo premiere. That's commitment. That's commitment. <laughs> That's commitment. Myers announced the fourth film was planned and that it would focus more on Dr. Evil and that he would start work on it after he started work on The Love Guru. Which, oh, no. Which, which bombed. I just want to say. Which that, bombed. Which, I think that ruined it. Yeah. I think that ruined it. Um, in February 08, Jay Roach was announced to return as director. So they were moving forward back yeah. then. However, Seth Green stated that there was no script for the film and that Austin Powers 4 would be made if a script was written and approved. 
I don't know why Jay Roach was announced as director or, or why Myers announced it. There they wasn't do that. a script. Unfortunately, they do that sometimes. There was they no they jumped the gun. There's no script. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, in June 08, when asked about uh, another Powers film, Myers stated, I have an idea. And again, it's one of those things that will emerge or it won't. It's the greatest non-answer I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> in, in July 08, Meyer said he had begun writing the script and the plot is about Dr. Evil and his son. So, again, you're going to hear Dr. Evil a lot. Yeah. Uh, in March 2010, Roach told MTV that Myers was working on ideas for a fourth film. Uh, in August 2011, Mar Myers stated he would return and had begun writing the script. Pretty sure he said that before, too. <laughs> uh, in September 2013, two years later, almost, when asked about the future of Austin Powers, Meyer stated, I'm still figuring that out. Oh my God. In May 2016, <laughs> Roach stated during an interview with Larry King that he and Myers have great ideas for a fourth film. In August 2016, uh, Meyer stated, everything is being negotiated and worked out and all that oh stuff God. for a fourth film. <laughs> my God. It's just the same thing every like, three years. In April 2017, as the 20th anniversary of the first film approached, uh, Meyer stated, "I would love to do no. I would love to do another, but you just have to see." So it's like, oh my god, what are you talking about? Two days later, Roach said a fourth film would only occur if Myers created a good story for it. But he had the but story. But he had was, the story. It was fully developed. <laughs> it was fully conceived. I don't get it. Um. Following the death of Vern Troyer uh, on April 21st, 2018, Roach suggested a fourth film might not be possible without Troyer. In May 2018, Myers reiterated his interest in making fourth Austin Powers, stating it would be fun and they would include a tribute to Troyer. Yeah. Okay, but you've been saying this on and off for fucking years. years. 15 years, 15 years. In November 2018, Myers stated that the project's future is looking good. It's oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't even get through this. It's so stupid. Incited parenting as the reason the production was taking so long. As a father, I understand that. But it's been going on since 05. As a father, I understand that. Okay, but like, 05? At some point, like the parenting is just an excuse. Of like, that's the new thing now. Like, it was like he became a parent so he could now say, Oh, I can't make the fourth one because I'm a parent. I'm a father now. You, uh... He you, literally is using the excuse you you, you used. You uh, sound like somebody who's uh, not a parent. Not a father. Yeah, you're right I am. Uh, in, <laughs> in January 2020, Roach said that he'd be interested in a fourth film. In February 2022, Myers told the Today Show he'd love to do a fourth film, but My can neither confirm nor deny whether it would be I'm made. sure he would love to do it a fourth I'm film. Sure He's been talking about it for 20 years. For so long. In October 2022, Myers stated on The Tonight Show that he'd love to make a fourth film. Oh my god. But again cited parenting as to why the film hasn't been made yet. And that's all I got for the future of the franchise. It's just Mike Myers and everybody around for 25 years. It's insane. Like, this guy has just been pulling everybody's chain for, like, 20 years. Oh, I'm writing the script. Oh, everything's being negotiated. It's in my mind. Actually, I'm a father now. <laughs> you know what? F*** you, Mike Myers. How about that? No, no, not not that. But, like, it's, it's very, like... He's just been he's just been pulling everybody's chain. I just don't understand what He's it's just like, been jerking you, everybody around. You don't know what it's like to be a father. 
yeah, I just don't get it, I guess. I guess I just don't get it. Um, I've been a father for five months. I mean, come on, man. I know what I'm it's, doing. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, all right, so that's all I have for the future of the franchise. So we can actually now move on to the franchise overall. Sounds good, man. We're getting through this pretty quickly. We're getting through this pretty quickly, but we, we want to talk about that announcement. Yeah. Today. That's really what this oh, is yeah, all yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's okay. I'm okay that this is a shorter retrospective. It doesn't matter. Uh, just like the movies. <laughs> the story doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, what are your overall opinions of this franchise? I feel like I've said the same thing like a thousand times. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a f- comedy franchise that it's, it's great. That it exists, that it's feel good, that it's no, that that it's nonsensical. There's no weight to it. There's no bearing on anything. Yeah. You're not. You're not. You don't have to be invested. It doesn't invite you to be invested right. into it. You like the characters. You like the jokes. It makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. That's great. The joke runs a little thin by the third time we get there. Right. It's sure. the same thing over and over again. I still love seeing the dance sequences. I still love seeing the the characters. But when it's the same time, we're, we're seeing this, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. I mean, they literally call themselves out in the third movie. I meant to mention that when we did Goldmember, where they literally have the Osborne just go, it's the same fucking joke. Yeah. It's the same fucking joke. They do like, the same thing over and over and over again. The shadow gag, the that's enough gag, the the the, 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 the joke or the whatever. Joke, the tit joke. Yeah, all of that stuff. It's all there. And it, it is kind of just the same joke over and over and over again. And you know, I meant to say this too on Goldmember, but Goldmember feels like the movie that like the joke has run its course. Yeah, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, really. you're tired of it. You're tired of it. It just feels like the joke has run its course, and you're kind of just but again, like, I'm done with it. Is that because we're binging these movies? You know. Yeah, I know we talked about like the year and you know everything being separated, but yeah, it does. It does feel like maybe because we binged it, maybe that's why. But. I don't know. I just I'm fine on this franchise. It's fine. It's better than some stuff we've done for sure. But eh, it's whatever. It's whatever overall. Um, does this need to be a franchise? Not really. No, I agree with you. Not I really. actually agree with you. I think it probably should have stopped after the spy who shanked me. If I'm being completely honest with I, you. I mean, do we even need that one? Do we even do we need it? Which is the yeah. question we ask a lot. Do we? Do need we it? need it? Do we need it? And you're right. It probably could have just been one movie, and it probably would have been a legendary film for Mike Myers for the rest of his life. But it kind of just became this thing where he's like, "Let's do two more," and he just beats a dead horse for two films. He does, and it kind of just becomes that. So I, I don't necessarily think it does. There's a deleted scene of that him actually beating a dead horse. Yeah, there's actually, and that's the joke. And he's like, "Yeah, baby," and he's just beating the crap out of it. It's a lot of fun. Um, what are the highest and lowest moments of this series? Highest, Mike Myers. Yeah, big Mike time. Myers. Um, uh, Michael King. Michael King. Um, uh, I would even say Beyonce. Beyonce. I mean, I, I think all, all of the lead, female yeah. leads are Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. Um, Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Uh, there are two things I can't stand in this world the most: uh, <laughs> people who are intolerable, people whose cultures, and the <laughs> and Dutch. The Dutch. One of the best jokes in this entire... It, it is really one of the best jokes. You're absolutely right. Oh, um, highs. The opening of every film. Yes. The, the musical opening. The, the opening. Yeah. The dance sequences. The parody of... The the Mission Impossible opening parody. Yes. Is a high. Um, not necessarily the cameos of everybody uh, in That's all the movies. That's a little too much. I think the, 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 the movie parodies to Tom Cruise, Dan mm-hmm. DeVito... Not, not the other guy, uh, but, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, like, I think that works. But, like, you know, do we need, you know, all these random people to be in the movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. Some of them are fun. Like, I don't mind the Michael McDonald thing because it's barely... No, and that's not even a... That's not a... He's a character. He's that's a character. That's not a cameo. I know. That's bringing a character actor yeah. for that. So you are you saying I mean? somebody like maybe like Burt Bacharach? 
Yeah, where I mean, it's all three. Like you don't it, necessarily need works, him in all but three. But like, I'm thinking more of like the Quincy Jones thing. I mean, not, not that there was a problem, but like the Osbournes. The odd, yes, the Osbournes. Um, the Osbournes definitely. The Britney Spears. I liked it, but that one definitely. <laughs> it's not necessary. Um, it's not necessary. They're but lows. Like, yeah, it, like like the Tom Cruise, Gwyneth Paltrow, the the movie that thing, movie Spielberg. Opening. That made sense. Yeah. They tie it into the like. The world. Yeah, the, they tie it into the movie, mm-hmm. and, and that makes sense. They don't stop the movie and just go, here's this. Or in some cases, he actually does stop the movie and go, here's this person, yeah. you know? Yeah, Um. I, I think the highs, you're right, are Mike Myers. I think it's all the female leads. I think it is Michael Caine. It is the Dutch joke. It's incredible stuff. Um, You know, all of those things are highs, but a low, like you're saying, is what you just said, but also I would say the repetitive nature of yes. these films yeah, it is. is a real low. And I, I, I do think... That a low, and it's not again. It didn't bother me. Like I'm not like I'm like, oh, I can't watch his movies, whatever. But it, 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 it as it, you speak off mic, the use of like you know, like making fun of like you know, Vern Troyer being a little person or yeah, Fat Bastard being big, overweight. Like, yeah, yeah, like like fat phobic. There's fat phobic jokes. There's little people jokes. Like, do we need those? Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like Vern Troyer having to act like an animal and be treated like an animal, being in this sprayed movie. with the bottle, yeah, and, and yeah. humping everything humping he sees. Everything he sees. And even yeah. though when he humps Foxy Cleopatra, like yeah, he's humping her leg, her, humping her leg, like, like a dog, like a dog. Yeah. Like, do we need that? You know, what is I mean? that necessary? No, yeah. you're right. And those things haven't. It's our favorite game show. Is it offensive? <laughs> and it's just, it's yeah. You're right. Those are lows. Um, yeah, I, I, that's all I have to say about the highs and lows. Yeah. There's not a lot, but I wanted to mention them. Who's the standout performer of this franchise? I think it's so easy. It's, it's Mike, Mike Myers. Myers. We said it last week. It's the Mike Myers show. Yeah. All three of these movies are the Mike Myers show. Everyone around him is fine and they're great. And, you know, of course, I I, I would uh, happily hear out a case from Michael Caine. It's not. But, yeah. like, it well, is Mike Myers. I, it, you, could make a, you could make a case for Vern Troyer, for, for Seth Green, Seth for Michael, Michael Caine. Any of the female For leads. Beyonce, for Elizabeth Hurley, Hurley Heather Graham. Heather Graham. But it's Mike Myers. It's, it's Mike, Mike Myers. Myers. There's nobody else. Um, what do you think the legacy of this franchise is? I think the le- I think the legacy is pretty much kind of how we feel. I think it's a it's a series that has kind of gone away. It's kind of died off. Yeah. Um. I think people like that's why you see like you know the random the Saturday Night Live appearances or the, the Tonight Show yeah. appearances. People like every Dr. now Evil. and then they like to see the you know a character, but like the actual movies. They're not in the zeitgeist, you know what I mean, anymore. Like I don't think people aren't... talk about these movies as much as anything else. No, they forget. I mean, I told you again that like somebody you know had mentioned to me. I told them that we were doing this, and they were like, "Oh, you're doing Goldmember?" And like, what are the other two called? Like, they don't yeah. even remember. Like, you what don't remember. They don't remember the names. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just not as important. It doesn't have the cultural impact that it used to. Um, like what I was kind of saying, even through the extended franchise, there was a time where there was a fever. There was an Austin Powers yeah. fever. And it was the thing. And I honestly think that maybe it crescendoed with The Spy Who Shagged Me with yeah. that $312 million. And sure, it was still there a little bit for Goldmember. But I think after we, The Spy Who Shagged Me, 
it died down. We've as a society have moved on. We've moved on from all of these movies, and we're not really like nobody's craving Austin Powers for. And in the and way, nobody likes Mike Myers tugging their dick and telling them, "Oh, it's coming." Like it's not. In a way, not 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 to the same extent, but in a way that Shrek the Third Boo, yeah, uh, killed the Shrek franchise. Yeah, the Love Guru killed the Austin yeah. Powers franchise. I mean, like I look, man, two thousand seven was not a good year for Mike Myers. And Austin, and I, Bauer, I think that was or, the death of the Mike Myers. Yeah. Time. If Love the Go Love Guru comes out and it's a huge success, sure. we're getting Austin Powers yeah. four, probably Austin Powers five. Yeah, because but that movie because bombed. that it bombed and it shook it shook him. I mean, I think yeah. he hasn't he talked about like he talked about uh, kind like, of the repercussions like, and, of it. Well, that and like yeah. his kind of like mental issues, like he like, had you know yeah having yeah. some depression and, and anxiety and stuff like because that because it wasn't received well. Yeah, and yeah. just in general, but he that, kind, that he amplified. Kind of, I think he always had those, but that amplified it. it. Amplified it, and he kind of disappear, disappeared from the limelight for a while. I mean, all he really did after that was Shrek Forever After, the small part in Inglorious Bastards. He takes uh, only these little bit roles where he's not carrying the movie because he be, can't be blamed all the way. To be fair, look, and, and, I, and I know we're the worst people to say this because sure. I, I listen to our episodes and I go, we... We can be a little mean sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, we get caught up in... Caught no, up man! In, no, I'm just kidding. You're right. <laughs> we get caught up in, you know, telling, like, somebody to f*** off or whatever. You know what I mean? Sometimes even, it's deserved. Even even on this this series, I've been purposely going out of my way to take a shot at a specific director who made a movie because he said oh, comedy no, was no, dead. Oh, no, 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 no. Todd you know, Phillips deserves it. And, and things like that. Hornswoggle deserves but it, too. I was having a conver- I was having a conversation with my wife today about these people who get like every now and then and it, especially in fandoms mm-hmm. but we see it in just in general yeah but in, especially in fandoms and and you know we're gonna go back to the one fandom the one franchise we always go back to star wars but we see you know a lot in fandom. your franchise is 2017 out now that's not star wars but we see in <laughs> fandom uh like people will target a person an actor yeah and they'll like Go after them and, and relentlessly, like, relentlessly, and really bring down the person. Yeah, um, for a bad performance or a mm-hmm. character or the movie in general not working, and whether yeah. that person's a director like Ryan Johnson or an actor like Kelly Marie Tran or Jake Lloyd or uh, even um, I apologize, I forget the guy's name off the top of my head. I don't know if you remember him, um, but uh, the actor who portrayed Jar Jar Binks, Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best, because um, uh, I, uh, are you caught up in The Mandalorian? I watched it, yes. So I have, I'm not, but I am aware of what they do. Yes. And that there is a lovely tribute that he finally gets a kind of redemption yeah. for in Star Wars. He's back. In, for, a, in a little thing. In a little thing. Nice. They bring him back. Yeah. They gave him a moment. They, they gave, him a, understand, they gave, they gave him, him a real moment where he's not just Jar Jar Binks, yeah. the hated Star Wars character. Yeah, because he portrayed he's, Jar Jar Binks on set and the voice of yep. Jar Jar Binks. And, yep. and from what I understand, when he did that, he's thinking, this is career changing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in a Star Wars movie. George Lucas, from what I understand, Lucas is, is selling him that this is going to be huge. the R2-D2 of the prequel of trilogy. The, of the prequel trilogy. Yeah. The, the Chewbacca. You, you are going to be huge. You are going to be huge. People are going to love you. You're going to be the side character that everybody loves. And he does. And he does a good job he, playing that character. He does a good job playing the character. I blame George Lucas way more yeah. uh, than I'm and I like that Because I think the writing 
hurt that And character. I like that they're giving him a chance to... Redeem himself. Redeem himself. Yeah. But and he I, gets that opportunity. Yeah. But, you know... It's a freaking we, Jedi We now. see that... Yeah. And I think that that's... I can't wait to get to yeah, that episode. it's good. I, I finally finished the first episode. Yeah. I'm slowly... Oh, really? Away. I'm a father yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm a father now. <laughs> I'm a father Much now. like Mike Myers. I don't know if you uh, know. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I'm Mike Myers that. and myself <laughs> were fathers. But, uh... Not in 2005 he wasn't. <laughs> You're not a father, you don't understand. Yeah, he had plenty of time to make that movie. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I'm happy that he gets gets his moment, and I think yeah. it's nice. But people are mean. People, are, people mean. are mean. Jake Lloyd's life was ruined. Yeah. Because he had a... And is he... Look, is he good in The Phantom Menace? No. Does he deserve to have death threats? He's a f***ing child. Yeah, so... Look, I, 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 as I've gone back to Phantom Menace, I think I've talked to you about this off mic. This isn't a Star Wars podcast, but we have time. I don't and no, think and I, no, our announcement is not Star no, Wars. No, we're not doing Star Wars <laughs> next, but we we keep coming back. We're going to have to do it soon. I know. We keep I know. talking about it. Um, look, I don't think Jake Lloyd is as bad as everyone claimed he was in those movies. Is it a, is it a great performance? It's not a great performance, but... I don't think he's as bad as everybody says. He's a freaking child actor. Cut him a break. He yeah. was 10 years old when he did the movie. And I think the problem is that, like, everyone wants the best child actor of all time to play these roles. He was only doing one movie. It's not like he was going to be brought back for the second and yeah. third movie. He was only going to ever be in the first from, from movie. From what I understand. This isn't like Home Alone where you get a child prodigy actor like Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. He's not... Haley Joel Osment when he's a kid. He's not doing the sixth sense. I mean, this is just like George Lucas thought he saw something in this kid. Well, and he was like, I like him. And he puts him in it, and this kid gets trashed. I do blame George Lucas for this because from what I, I have not seen this. We'll get around to George. No, no, no. I have a lot about Lucas. I have we'll, not I've not seen this. I heard I was listening, I think it was on the Weekly Planet podcast. Uh-huh. They talked about this, and maybe maybe they were wrong, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. I have not looked into this. When we do Star Wars, I will look into this. Sure. But from what I understand, there is some type of special features for the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. where they show auditions for the role of Anakin Skywalker. They yeah. show Jake Lloyd's and they show its other kid. There was another kid who was the number two contender for he the was role. Better. And he was better. Yeah. And I think Lucas even said he was better. But Jake Lloyd had, I think, experience. Like he had been in a movie. Yeah. So they were just like, oh, I'm just going to pick him because he knows what he's doing. And it's like, you kind of. F- this kid's life yeah by knowing that he wasn't maybe the best part for the role yeah or you know and picking him over just because he had done a movie a movie or whatever there was whatever it was was he had experience or there there was an excuse there was something about him that he liked better whether it was experience or there was a look or something yeah even though he knew and he recognized knew the other kid, the was other better. kid was better. Yeah, and that's a problem with Lucas. And we're we're gonna talk Lucas whenever we get to Star Wars because he obviously he's very inter- intertwined in that series. It's his baby. It's his creation. But he's made choices that I I I to this day we're never going to see the original New Hope ever again in our lives. <laughs> oh, it, it burned. It doesn't exist anymore. George Lucas, it exists. You have the real. We all know you do. Stop it. Um, but anyway, this isn't a Star Wars podcast. But uh, no, but I, but I think I think. What I'm, what the, but like the, you're saying how about this fandom. Is, well, how this ties in is that Mike Myers was crucified, crucified for, for the, the love, love guru. guru. Yes, and it's not a good movie, but it's not a career-ending movie. He didn't right. go. Yeah, like 
did he do? Did Especially he, after the run he had. Yeah, and 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 he look. Is it is it a stereotypical? Is it is it offensive? Yes. Maybe. I think it is a little. But bit. well, well, he does also. He is a white. He's playing a white character. There. Sure. He's not doing brownface. Yeah. Uh, true. The main character is not. I don't know. I. I don't want to say this because I don't know for a fact. I don't remember if he. There is a scene where he maybe does do something like that. I don't. I don't know. I but don't know from what I understand, it is a white child brought into that culture, right? And that's why he's able to do that. Sure. Um. But it's still yeah, borderline. But it, it's not. It's not like he came out there, and he's not. He's not attacking people. He's not using language that's offensive he's not throwing out slurs right you know what i mean and and that's never been his bag that's never been his bag it's never been his bag that's not my bag his bag baby he's never Um, been offensive enough swedish penis pumps totally his bag that's totally his bag baby baby Um, but like the racial humor has never been mike no but it's never been out there and he's not like he's not like shitting on your lawn you know what i mean like (laughs) like he's not doing something that really looking outside in the morning and mike myers is taking a my and he looks over and waves. looks over and waves at me and goes, "The love guru, right?" And you're just like, "Okay." <laughs> uh, but people crucified him, and I think it was almost a career. And and I think the man like suffered consequences in his personal life because of it. Yeah, he and, did. and and I look if 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 I again we talk all the time. We make we attack Cameron constantly. For, and, and, but it's okay to attack Cameron. Yeah. Don't don't make a thing about this because look, that man's but, ego is out of control. But I do think there are. Uh, uh, Tony always says to me sometimes, like, "Dude, it's just a movie." I'm like, I get it's it. It's just a movie, but we're passionate. It's okay yeah. to be passionate. And, you know, don't apologize it, for being it, passionate. It is. It is. No, but, Tony, I'm <laughs> off. But we don't. We don't need to. You don't need to to attack a person because a movie didn't do great. You know what I mean? Like I don't think we've ever attacked Cameron because no, the movie didn't do. I'm great. not saying I'm not we saying we just attack him because of his giant. I'm not massive saying we. I'm not saying we. Society, society will will turn on somebody. Even no, I dude, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. You're right, and you you're absolutely right. We, this is a this is a real fandom rant going on. But, no, I like but, I asked you what the legacy of the franchise franchises, and we're talking about fandom. I'm going to just <laughs> throw this out there to end, okay. and we're gonna go on this rant again. You oh, know, we're running again, but. When when an actor who's not even in a movie is being blamed for the failure of another movie, that's a problem. When The Rock is and whatever you want topical, whatever you want about whatever you want to say, and we've talked about it about uh-huh. The Rock's ego, about yeah. him overstepping boundaries in the DC universe, about yeah. whatever. But when the star His rivalry with Vin, when the star of a movie, when Zachary Levi is coming out there and saying. Uh, preach the truth is will set you free. He ruined my movie. No, he didn't. He's no, not he even didn't. in the movie. He was never in the movie. He was never going to be in the movie. Yeah, he was only going to be in a post credit scene. You, it wasn't even him in the post credit scene. It was it was other characters in the post credit scene. It's a post credit scene. It doesn't matter. He's claiming that you yes. still made a movie. Yes, that nobody cared about. Okay, and it doesn't help. Don't maybe maybe not go after the guy. Who also got kicked out of a role. Yeah. Maybe go after the company. And I'm not talking about DC. I'm not talking about James Gunn. I'm talking about Warner Brothers in general. Yeah. Maybe go after the company that before your movie came out, literally came out and said, uh, the DC universe is dead and uh, none of these movies matter that are coming out. Yeah. Yeah, no wonder nobody saw your movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, that's the point. Don't it's... attack somebody and blame somebody for the, for the failure of your movie. It's not even in your movie. 
We need to calm down and stop attacking actors and trying yeah. to end people's careers. Poor Mike Myers is dealing with mental issues. Yes. Because of the love guru. Yes. Yes. I, I, look, I think the people we go after, it's fair to go after them no, because and, they deserve it. And we go after them 99% of the time in a joking manner. In a joking manner. Except for you, Todd Phillips. Except for you. I mean, Todd Phillips <laughs> is a whole separate thing. We, I think we actually have animosity towards that man because... I am so excited for the Joker 2 press run. I cannot tell you. It's going to be so fun. Um, we, we, didn't we do the math? The Joker, why would you ask me that? The Joker 2 press run is the same time as the as the Avatar 3 press run, right? It's going to be wild, yeah. It's going to it's it's going to be the same, or same year, I think. Is yeah, but is. I think... I'm a, I'm no, a, are they both Christmas releases? Well, like, are I, they both well, December? Joker 1 was like a September-October release. Are they going to go for a December release? I don't think, think so, but, but, Cam- maybe they'll but Cameron go will probably hand. be, yeah. Oh, God. And they'll both probably have... Can't, look, awards all, campaigns. Look, all I'm going to say is 2024 is going to be a wild year for you and I because we're going to be dealing. We're going to be watching two people who we actively talk about off I mic. I, t- I pitched you. <laughs> we're going to get the directors on directors camera and Phillips. <laughs> nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. It's going to happen, and nobody wants it. And we're going to be talking about it off mic more than two people should be talking about it. And we're going to be sending each other articles going. <laughs> you Todd Phillips or you Cameron it's what we do but it, you know it, it's gonna happen but look, yeah, the legacy okay. of so the legacy powers. of the powers franchise is uh, look I'm just gonna wrap this up very quickly because I want to keep moving um the legacy is it's it's a time capsule comedy franchise that I I don't think we need more of I think it, it's it, it had its, it's time dead. it did what it needed to do it was fun for the time period it came out but it's dead now it's in the ground Leave it there. It's in the ground. Leave it there. Do something else. Make Shrek 5. We'd all like to see that. Um, (laughs) All right. So let's move to Franchise Star. If you had to add one Franchise Star to this entire franchise, who would you put in, Ryan? Pierce Brown. That's a good choice. I'm going to stick with Steve Carell from last week. I I just feel like he'd really fit in. That's what I'm going with. Um, We're on the film rank. No, I'm sorry. We're not on the film rankings because I have some trivia for you. Oh. I want to do this before we get into our rankings. I have some film trivia for you. Oh, and but uh, we also have a a question as well. I want to make sure we get to this question before we do the trivia. Okay. um, Because we have to to rank this franchise on a certain scale. Oh, the Bill and Ted scale. Okay, let's do that first. Then I'll do the trivia. Okay. So our Bill Bill and Ted scale. Ryan, do you think this is most excellent? Or totally bogus. Where do you fall on this? It's this is hard. Tough. It's hard because there is no middle. It's just totally bogus yes. or most excellent. Yes. And so far, so we we obviously Bill and Ted was most excellent, of course. Fifty Shades was totally, totally bogus. bogus. Leprechaun most, most excellent. excellent. I'm gonna go again with most excellent. I think I agree. I, with I you. do think our ratings are pretty high it, for these it movies. It falls off. Near the end, yeah. But I think you know the the scale is still in the section of most. It's you know it's right on the edge, yeah. But it's still in the most excellent section. I agree, and with I you. think the first one elevates the other two. I completely agree with you. And we don't have a movie under two and a half stars. And you and I are kind of in agreement that two and a half is just a, an okay movie at yeah. best. But that's still positive. An okay movie is still decent. Yeah. So I'm with you. I think it's a most excellent. It's. Excellent! Excellent! All right, 69, so. dude! 69, dude! All right, so we are moving in to trivia. I have some questions for you. I have five questions for you. Sounds good, I'm in. And 
I'm glad that I get to ask these because I don't think I've gotten asked you. No, I did the I because it was the Bill and Ted was the first time we did trivia, so I just wrote those. Yeah. Um. But but since now that we're used to it, we've done trivia for a couple of now. I think yeah, yeah, you yeah. could start writing. You know, start doing your homework. Yeah. Oh, well, I did. Uh, these are gonna be tough. So get ready. I'm ready. At the beginning of International Man of Mystery, who was the first person killed by Doctor Evil? I don't remember. I don't uh -huh. even remember the beginning of the movie. Uh huh. I tried to do like a question for each movie. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh, the answer is Jurgen. Okay. Sure. Jurgen is killed first. He's the guy who um he's in the chair. And he kind of back talks Dr. Evil a little bit. Uh, and then he just sends him down the thing. Yeah, it's a yeah, very yeah, small yeah. role, but he has a name. And his name is Jurgen. Yep, yep, there you um, go. This one you might be able to get, actually, because it was in my fun facts for that week. What was the original title of The Spy Who Shagged Me? Oh, I forget. What oh, was my the, gosh. What was the original title for The Spy Who Shagged Me? In the original script, what was it called? Austin Pussy? No. What, is, what was it? Austin Powers 2, The Wrath of Khan. Yes, yes, it was called you're the right, Wrath of right, Khan. Austin right. Pussy was yes. in there yes. as the joke, yes. but they kept being told they was had close. to change was it. close, And yeah. they ended up settling on The Wrath of Khan as the official title. I, w I still really wish they went with that because that would have been very funny. Um, our third question. What enemy of James Bond's was Dr. Evil based on? Blofeld. You got that. See, I knew you'd get that one. Um, an international man of mystery. How many times do the tables turn in the final scene? Do you remember that whole scene where they're going, the tables have turned again. The tables have turned. It happens a certain it's amount of times. Three. You got it. Nicely oh. done. All right. And Usually it's the rule of three in comedy. The rule of three. So, you got it. Um, and my final question for you today. What color is Austin's jumbo jet? It's rainbow. It's multicolored. You got yeah. it. Yeah, it was kind of a trick it's like question. A it's like a tie dye. It's like a, like yeah, a, it's like it's like kind of like a psychedelic. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's like a psychedelic uh, hippie thing. But those are my trivia questions, my friend. Some good questions. We got. Yeah, good yeah. Questions. I figured I, I threw the one hard in there with the the first person killed because I didn't even know his name. I yeah. remember the person died, but I was like, I don't remember his f name. Um. And then it was like, oh, Jurgen. And I was like, oh, okay, of course, Jurgen. <laughs> I knew that. Um, are we right. ranking some films? We're ranking some films, my friend. All right, so. The tablet's out. Okay. It's here. Uh, we have a hammer. We have a chisel. We're going to start with the easy one, just ranking the films within this franchise. Yep, so yep, yep. I'm going to let you do the honors of that. Um, why don't you tell me, Ryan, how we're ranking these? Number three. Yeah. Austin Powers in Goldmember. You got it. Number two. Mm-hmm. Austin Powers, Spire Shagby. Yep. Number one. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. You got it. That's our rankings. Th yeah. That, that, we're in agreement with that. It's just completely. A, they just get worse each week. They get worse each week. Um, nah, I don't like the word worse, but they don't. They they don't. They don't do as well each week. They fall off a little bit each week. They fall off. That's a good yeah, word. Yeah. Uh, they fall off each week. All right. Now, the very important one. We're ranking the franchise itself yes. within our other yes, franchises. Yes, yes. Now, to remind everybody where we're at, I'm going to just read off what we have right now. So, our franchises. The 15 franchises we have. When we hit 20, we're going to have to introduce yes. the bracket. I want to yeah. mention this yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at 15. This is going to be our 16th that we're, we're entering. I just want to throw this out there since we, we're, we're kind of killing the time here anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to introduce a bracket system when we hit 20. And we're essentially going to say, do you think this is in the 1 to 10 bracket? Or do you think this is in the 11 to 20 bracket? And then we're only going to read the films in that bracket yeah. and rank it within. We'll hit, um, we'll hit 20 by... Uh November. By November. So. And we're going to start doing that. The, the so ending we're not, in November. We're not sitting here reading off 30 film franchises. It's just easier to do 10 at a time. Yeah. And we're just going to rank within that 
section. So Fair. it's going to be like, oh, we're in, uh, you know, 11, we're in 11 to 20 or we're in 21 to 30. Yeah. It's a lot easier. But for now, it's fine. No, for now, it's fine. I, wait, I it's fine. We, I but that's we, why I say we're going to do it at I don't 20. think we need to read them twice anymore. No. I think, but, you know, I think it's fine just reading them off. We'll read them yeah. off just to remind people where we're at. So our franchises um, will go from worst to best. At number 15 is Fantastic Beasts. Uh, number 14 is Fifty Shades. Number 13, Pitch Perfect. Number 12, Home Alone. Number 11, Night at the Museum. Number 10, Leprechaun. You're welcome, Tony. <laughs> number 9, Matrix. Uh, number 8, Ghostbusters. Number 7, The Terminator. Number 6, Pirates of the Caribbean. Number 5, Shrek. Number 4, Bill and Ted. Number 3, The Before Trilogy. Number 2, The Fast and the Furious. And number 1, Harry Potter. So where are you feeling Austin Powers? Because I'll tell you right now... Again, I, I don't totally feel comfortable. Maybe, maybe this is a number nine. Maybe this goes over the Matrix. Over but, the Matrix? Or, or it's over either Leprechaun. Over, it, it could be over the Matrix, but I think it's over Leprechaun. Yeah, I would put this over the Leprechaun franchise, but under the Matrix. So at the number 10 spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Okay, so we will... I think that's where I want this. So... Austin Powers coming yeah. in makes our number 10 is in our top 10. All right. So All right. number Sounds 10 good. now we put Austin Powers. I'm not going to reread everything, but no. uh, Austin Powers has entered and is in our top 10 officially right now. Tony, sorry. Leprechaun has already been knocked down a spot <laughs> and that will probably continue to happen. Um, unless, now, unless another one comes out with they, they hinted and um, they have hinted and maybe it's great. Maybe, it's, maybe, great. It it maybe it's great. Yeah, that's true. Um, Austin Powers, it has been chiseled. It's there um, until we have to move it again. Um, <laughs> so now we have to rank our number one movies. Yep. This is a fun one. So I our like number one this. movie obviously is... Uh, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. And I will read off quickly what we have here. Yep. Um, from worst to best, number 15, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Number 14, Fifty Shades Freed. Number 13, Pitch Perfect. Number 12, Leprechaun 3. Number 11, The Matrix. Uh, number 10, ba- uh, Night Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. Number 9, Ghostbusters. Number 8, Home Alone. Number 7, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Number 6, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Number 5, Before Sunset. Number 4, Dead Man's Chest. Number 3, Shrek 2. Number two, Prisoner of Azkaban. And at number one, of course, the legendary, the unbeatable Fast Five. Uh, I want to just say, too, one of those movies, I'm not, no spoilers. Okay. One of those movies on that list was the winner of our March Madness franchise. Yeah. And, and, and another one on that list was the, was the runner up. So I just want yeah. to, you know, it's congratulations true. to that congratulations movie. To if that you movie. want to know which movie, make check sure you out check out our March Madness, Madness episode. episode. It's there. It's out there. Um, okay. So, International Man of Mystery. I like this movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very good mm-hmm. movie. This is at three and a half stars, which is on par with our rating for Leprechaun 3. Is this the same thing as our franchises? Does this go above Leprechaun 3, but just below The Matrix? I, I believe that's probably the perfect spot for it. So I, we plug yeah. it in at number 12 then. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Tony. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> look, I, we told him this would happen. It's just going to complete. We don't have to apologize to him every time. It's our podcast, you know? Um, he's the producer, though. He's the producer. It's true. Um, so that means that Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, is going to come in at number 12 on our number one film rankings list, which is very, very shagadelic. Shagadelic and groovy. <laughs> um, all right. So that um, is all of our film rankings. 
Um, before we wrap up this episode, Ryan, you know what it's time for. Uh, do we have an announcement? I think we have an announcement. Ryan, I want you to tell the good people out there what we're doing. Because we have teased this is big. This is a big franchise we're doing. And it's not even... Uh, it's not even the whole franchise. No, that's no. the wild thing. Look, so we're doing you. some interesting things, and, and we're going to tease this summer, sure. right? We, we, we're not in the Little summer. Tokyo tease. We're not in the summer yet, right? We're coming up. On, we're coming up on May. We're coming up on May. Yeah. May is a great movie season. Yeah. And the beginning of May is really the beginning, proper beginning of the summer, summer movie blockbuster season. movie yeah. season. Yeah. In May, you get Memorial Day weekend, huge deal, whatever, right? Um, we want to do something big. So we're doing the whole summer pretty big. We're doing two things that we kind of haven't really done before. Yeah. Um, the first one. I know we're we're only going to be announcing the first one here. Yeah, no, 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 of course, we're not announcing this. In a couple more weeks, we'll announce the second one. But I'm just teasing that it's also something we yes. haven't really done before. We're handling things a little bit differently. Yes. We have to with this. We right? have to. Um, but it, it's something that. I know I'm personally a fan of. I know you are personally a yes, fan of. Yes, I am. Of. Yes, I am. Um, um, I know it's something that uh, I've been accused of being a, a show for. Uh, uh, dance, show, dance. <laughs> um, and it'll be very, I'm very interested to have these conversations with you to see if I can break that, that image in your mind. The stereotype of um, yourself. But look, we have purposely avoided certain franchises when for we sure. started this. Because we didn't want to be... That podcast. That podcast, yeah. right? We, we mentioned, and we know, we already said it's not Star Wars. But, but we, we talked, um, we didn't want to be the Star Wars yeah, podcast. podcast. Or the DC podcast, yes. right? Or whatever, right? We didn't want to do anything like that. So we wanted to hold off, and we have not done a superhero... No, we haven't. ...franchise yet. No, we haven't. So let's start off our, shall I say... Super Summer? Yeah. Is that fair to That's say? That's fair Is to that say. Okay? Our Super Summer. And we're going to start by doing the MCU. But how are we going to do that? Uh-huh. We are going to be doing Phase 1. Only phase phase one, 1 of the MCU. If you're not familiar with what the MCU is, the MCU is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and if you're not, again, if you're not used to... I'm thinking of like Tony. Tony doesn't know any of this stuff. The MCU, um, uh, the Matilda Cinematic Universe. Matilda. <laughs> Matilda, Matilda the Musical. <laughs> Dana DeVito telling stories. Um, <laughs> I love Matilda. Why am I a fan? I don't know. I just am. I love the movie. I do too. Um, Danny DeVito telling stories. Love it. Uh, but we're doing the MCU phase Yeah, one. I know. So what So what it is, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe is broken down into phases, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't even say it actually ends with an Avengers movie, because it actually, only, only the phase one ends with an Avengers mm-hmm. movie. Um but, you know, it's a series of movies mm-hmm. in a phase that they deem as a phase. It's them telling a story, a specific subsection of this overarching story. Yeah, that's leading um, to an overall to, bigger story. To an overall bigger story. Um, it usually does climax with an Avengers movie. Yes. Um, usually what they've been doing is they've been putting a movie after an Avengers movie for yeah. Phase 2, Phase 3. They put in a movie after, as kind of like the cool-off period, transition yeah. period yes. into, into the next phase. But none of that really matters because we're doing phase one. Yes. Because there's, now we're at over 30 Marvel movies. Yes. 30 MCU movies. It's too much. It's almost a year of the podcast. That's 30 weeks. It's and MCU would win. It would, it would be, that would be number one. Yes. So we can break it down into phases and just look at the phases. And we can analyze it. That of these movies. And then maybe this phase, not so strong. This phase 
is great. This phase, not so much. You yeah. know what I mean? We can look at it. Mm-hmm. Phase one might be a little bit higher. Phase two might be a little bit lower. Phase three might be a little higher. Phase, phase four might be, might be a little, little lower. lower. <laughs> you know, like, you know. I think most would agree. <laughs> uh, but look, now, and, and we actually can uh, officially now, the way we're also going to try to do this is we're going to try to do the phases in order as opposed yeah, to just yeah, yeah. randomly. We're not going to do phase, that when we, we, uh, we don't know when. To be honest, we don't know when we're going to do phase, phase two, two. But like, we we're not going to come in and go. Yeah, we're going to do phase four now. Yeah, we're <laughs> not going to do that. We we kind of decided we're going to break it down to phases, but we're going to do them in order, regardless of that. We don't want to just come in, like you said. We didn't want to announce and go. Okay, we're doing Marvel Phase Four. Like it's ridiculous. We're going to start with Phase One. Somewhere down the line, we'll do Phase Two, and then Phase Three, and then Phase Four. And but to, it is interesting because yeah. Phase Four just recently ended back yeah. in November, yeah, and that is now on the table for us. Yeah, it is. And we can do it. Yeah, because we're not going to do like we won't do Phase Five until Phase Five is, is over. over. Yes. Yeah. It has to be a complete phase, which is only another like two years. Which is yeah, it's only another two years, <laughs> but like it has to be a complete but phase. What are the What are the movies? In MCU Phase All 1. All right. So Phase 1, funny enough, it only consists of six, six movies. Six movies, yeah. So we have Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk. That's right. Edward Norton's The, the Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. He wrote that movie. God, what a genius. What a genius. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a lot of information about that. Um, I, I, is it Iron Man 2 next or Thor? It is Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America the First Avenger, and... The Avengers. Yeah, technically, it's Marvel's The Avengers. That's true. Marvel's The Avengers. Yeah. I'm sorry, Marvel's The Avengers. But it is. Um, I don't. I don't call it that. I just have it. The Avengers. I just call it The Avengers. But yeah. it. But it is technically, if you look it up, it is technically labeled as because it's not Marvel's Iron Man or Marvel right. Store. It's it is actually labeled as Marvel's The Avengers because That's fine. Yeah, there is a um and and not there's saying, another movie called there was The another, Avengers. Right? Well, there was a t- there was a British TV show. This is all stuff for that, but I don't yeah. care. Throw I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a British TV show in like the 60s or 70s mm-hmm. titled The Avengers, and then they made a movie in the 90s featuring Ray Fiennes and somebody else, I forget, right. um, called based off the TV show, just called The Avengers. Right. So when they made, you know, a, when they were releasing it in the, U, in the UK, right. they... They didn't want to. They wanted to establish it's not that Avengers, right? So they do some things like labeling as Marvel's the Avengers and things like. And there's other things. There's actually a sub. There's actually is a subtitle only in the UK, right? Um, that they have. So huh. uh, we'll, that's we'll, interesting. We'll, 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 we'll get there, but I'm really excited to start with this because, like you were saying, the thing that fascinates me about getting to do this is being able to break down the phases and analyze how each one. Did like how each one is it a good phase? Is it a yeah. bad phase? Is it a great phase? There's so many uh, aspects that we can look at with this, and I'm particularly excited for phase one. I know you are too. We were talking off mic about this, just being able to go back to the beginning, yeah, and kind of restart and and maybe some of those conversations we were having about superhero movies, um, maybe needing like a smaller budget or something like that. Yeah. We can really discuss here and yeah. forcing these creators to be creative. And say, hey, we need to do something different to make this work. Whereas I think a lot of Marvel movies now are getting these giant budgets and are kind of just producing out these giant things. And, you know, that's phase four talk. And maybe it doesn't work as well. Well, look, but like, I think it's going to be really interesting to start at the beginning here and go through it again and be excited. I haven't seen some of these movies in a long time. And I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to do it. Because phase phase four, and I, I don't even, I don't honestly even agree with this. But Phase 4 is looked at as a failure. 
Mm. Like people are already labeling it as a failure. Sure. And I don't think that. Well, I think when we get a little bit farther away, I from think that, it's underwhelming. I it, it, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not sitting here and saying it's a great phase. Dance, shill, dance. But I think when, as we go away, or I am your shill. Oh, people, I'm sorry. The Irish guy's back. <laughs> oh God! How did he was gone? Don't no, no, don't no, please respect our culture, please, please. I hate it. But uh, <laughs> I think people are going to go, it's such a terrible, there's nothing good in that phase. It's a bad phase. People, and, and it goes. There are good things but, in that phase. But then, and they go, it's such a low point for Marvel. Marvel was nothing but hits before that. No, 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 mm. no. Marvel was not nothing but hits. And going back through these phases. Have you seen Iron Man 3? Have you seen <laughs> Iron Man 3? Have you seen Thor have the Dark seen World? Have you seen Thor the Dark World? <laughs> Some people say Iron Man 2. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't hate that movie as much. We've talked um, about that off mic, and I, I'm I'm really curious to revisit it. I don't. I, I, I we'll see how I feel when I revisit it. Sure. I have not revisited it, obviously, but I think people act like Marvel has never made a subpar. I don't. I don't even know. I wouldn't say at that up until Phase Four they had made a straight up bad movie. Yeah, but I, they act like they've never. Made, they act like everything is. Great. Captain America: Civil War, right, or or Avengers: Infinity War. Captain America: it's, The Winter Soldier. It's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Winter. That's the one. That, that's the one I'm thinking of. People, I think every movie's Captain America: The Winter Soldier yep. level, and it's not. It's not, and it's not, and people even people even said that at the time, like people criticized Iron Man two, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, Thor: The Dark World, Iron Man three. Like, there's a lot of these movies that got criticisms that people pointed at, go, "That's a weak point for Marvel. That's Marvel's weakest point. Yeah, that's Marvel's weakest point." And people forget that, and then you know, because Phase Three ended so nicely and wrapped everything up in a bow, oh, such a high point, and such a high point, everybody's then going back and going, "Well, that's not the Marvel that we know." Yeah, they've always had problems. They've always they've had always problems. Had, true. They've always ebbed and flowed. Yeah, on on the quality of movies. That's my point. Is that yeah? No, I when, when I say like, yeah, is Phase Four a great phase? I think it'll be good to go back and see this and look at phase one. And then when we do phase two eventually stuff, but look at phase one and be like, maybe they weren't always on top of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was a slow, and this is what a lot of... It starts off great. This is what a... It does, but this is what a lot of cinematic universes need to realize. Is it was a slow build. It's yeah. a slow build this to where they were. in 2008. Well, that's like another, this universe started in 2000. That's another reason because we were about to hit the 15 year anniversary of Iron Man. Of Iron Man. Yeah. Which yeah. is also the 15 year anniversary of the MCU. Yes. So, so it, it's just one of those things where it's going to be fascinating to look at. And you're right about all of what you just said. It's going to be really. People act like Marvel uh, has always been great all the way through. And I'm like, no, some movies in here weren't that good. Yeah. You know, like, I, I you know, I'm, I'm on record and we're not doing phase two, but. I don't think Thor the Dark World is that great of a movie. No. I actually really dislike that movie quite a bit. I'm I'm curious to revisit Iron Man 3. You are you really dislike Iron Man 3. And I know a lot of people do. Maybe. I remember I remember liking it, but I'm I'm very curious to revisit it. Maybe I won't maybe I'll like it there. more. I don't know. But, but anyway, we're doing phase but, one. That's what matters. But, but even, like, even in phase one, there's not not all of these movies are going to be a hit. Like, I'm curious to revisit The Incredible Hulk. People don't... I'm curious to revisit Iron Man 2 and Thor. The I'm, only one that is critically looked at as, like, everybody agrees that that's a great movie. Because I've seen people hate on, yeah. on The Incredible Hulk, on Thor, on Iron Man 2, and on Captain America. Yeah. It's, it's like Iron, Iron Man. Man and The Avengers. People are like, yeah, they're good movies. Yeah, and I, I agree I mean? that Iron Man's a great movie. And, and, and I'm excited to watch it. the general consensus is that 
the general consensus is that Captain America, Thor, Iron Man two, or Captain America and Thor are decent to good movies. Right. But I think people, I do. There are there's a subsection of people who do point at the movies and go, oh, they're not that good. Oh, they're, they're the weaker. But points. this is where we're gonna have really really great conversations about fandom and how there are. People out there who hate on Marvel just for the but sake of Marvel. But that's why I wanted to Marvel. mention that thing about Phase Four because I think that I do think it is. I do think we have. It seen, got a lot of hate. We are seeing people actively rooting against Marvel because yes. Marvel was on top for so long. Yes, they are the New York Yankees of yes. of movies right now. Sure, right? They every time they came up, they were making. Hundreds of millions. But when they made a bad movie in Phase 4, it was magnified because they They, were like, look, they're not so great anymore. And there are bad movies. There are bad movies. I'm not saying there's not. I'm not saying there's not. There are bad movies. God shit. No, I'm just kidding. There are bad movies in Phase 4, and you're right. But no, I agree. There are some really good things in Phase 4. I mean,. Tony Leung won that year for a reason. <laughs> I mean, he ran away with that Shang Chi is great. Spider Man No Way Home is great. There's great things in yeah. there, but like, like Panther: Come Forever think, is a good movie. But I think what ends up happening is when those Thor failures, Love and Thunder. No, when those failures happen, they're magnified, and people yeah. go, "Look, they they were never because, great." And you're right; it's because they're the New York because, Yankees. They're the New York Yankees, and they did go out on such a high in 2018 and 19 with those with those Double Avenger movies. They went out on a high. It was a great way to wrap up the story over 10 years of storytelling. Success, and can now we're only at this be... point where we're kind of like people don't know where they're going with these new phases. And even now, we're we're, we're still seeing reports come out of certain movies that are maybe it, that are coming up in Phase Five that. People are like, ah, it's not. It's it's already maybe getting bad reviews, and there was already one out this year that maybe wasn't very strong. Yeah. And it's kind of like one of those things. But again, I think it's magnified because people are actively rooting against the MCU right now. Now, I will say, I think people are cynical. Mm-hmm. People are cynical, and they want to root against success. Yeah, you can only hold success for so long before people turn on you, right? Yeah. I use the New York Yankees for that example. They were once like like plucky underdogs in you know in baseball, and now people hate the New York Yankees. And I want I don't love the Yankees, but people hate the New York Yankees because they constantly win. People can't stand again. I want them the New York the New England Patriots. Oh, for sure. Because they all they did was win. Tom Brady, right? Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a wrestling fan for a very long time, myself included. Wrestling fans hated John Cena yeah. because he was on top constantly. There was a he time was, with the uh, Boston Red Sox that was the yeah. case too. They were winning constantly he, and everyone was like, same World Series every year. They're yeah. winning. Yeah. John Cena, as a wrestling fan, was on top and featured in every show and every main event and everything, had every title, did everything, could never be beaten, was yeah. always pitched as the ultimate good guy. And it was only until he finally stepped back and we started to realize maybe he's reaching the end of his career that we're like, oh, shit this guy's important and I'm going to miss him. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's what it is. Marvel dominated for so long. People are getting tired of them being on top. Mm -hmm. People are tired of constantly hearing another $700 million movie, $800 million movie, billion dollar movie for Marvel. Marvel's crossed $2 billion. Endgame was the highest grossing movie at one point. But it's, people get tired of that. But it, it, it is interesting because I think recently in this new phase that we just came out of, 
we weren't hearing billion dollar movie all the time. We were hearing diminishing returns more. We were hearing, oh, Marvel's having diminishing returns. In a post-pandemic world. In a post-pandemic world. But everyone's going, oh, it's diminishing returns. It's diminishing returns. And... But seven hundred million doesn't sound like a diminishing return. But for, I guess for them it is because for so long they were well, hitting well, these high numbers. Things. And it's interest. It's going to be interesting to break down these phases and also look at that box office and see how much these movies are making and see how that changes through time. Yeah. Um, That's the other thing. People people very quick to point out. Well, Eternals didn't do well. Eternals didn't make money. Eternals Marvels Marvels not not a bankable name anymore. Marvels not a, Eternals didn't do any well. Doctor Strange made nine hundred something million dollars. Came very close to billion. Spider Man No Way Home made two billion dollars. Made two billion. Yeah. Uh, or I think it was two. Was it or it was close to two billion? I think. It was close, I don't it know almost it was. got there. But yeah, it, yeah. it made over a billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, but Doctor Strange almost made a billion dollars. Yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder made like seven hundred million dollars, and people hated that movie. You know, like. But, but P- I think the thing with Thor that people magnified was it's a Thor movie, and it should have made a billion. This is the fourth entry in this yeah. series, and you know that argument can be made, and we'll get there one yeah, day. Uh, yeah. But and I think it's it's it. We're really look, we're talking phase one. First. I I know that. But <laughs> I, I was going to say that I know we're talking phase one. And and when we do the movies, we're going to be talking about the movies, and we're going. To, but you cannot, yeah, talk about the MCU without talking about Phase Two, Phase Three, Phase Four, You're Phase right. Five. You can't. You just can't. We we'll touch on those things, yeah, but I do want to try to keep it as contained to Phase One as we can. You know, I understand Iron Man is a and, and Tony Stark is an extremely important character over the first three phases. I understand that. But I also really would love to get in the mindset of let's start with this character at at, at point A, see how he grows throughout phase one up to the Avengers and leave it that. And leave it at that. Then see how he grows through phase two. Leave it at that. And then to his ultimate climax in Endgame. Right? Like that's what we want. Like I understand he's an important character. I understand Steve Rogers is just as an important character. It all we're gonna break all that down, but I I don't want to be talking about no, like, no. But you know, it, I don't want to be talking about Iron Man and then going, oh, because and then in Endgame, it's like yeah. I don't want to jump ahead. But we can. But if I say, oh, they established in this movie in Iron Man One, they established this. This is then later referenced in Endgame, and sure. I think that helps. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. This is the first time we're doing a franchise that we're not doing the whole franchise for. So yes. it's going to be a transition for us to figure out how to have these conversations. You're right, because it is going to be impactful, and we know where it goes. And I told you, like, even doing like the retrospective of stuff and we do the future of the franchise and stuff it's it's hard to talk about it because we know where it's going we know what the future of the franchise was it's not what's it's not what's coming it's what already happened you know what i mean yeah. so it's it's difficult to to talk about that. yeah you know what i mean yeah. but i you know i know that we are both excited for this i can't wait i cannot wait to start our journey on i'm excited this. to start this uh, yeah and, i want to save all thoughts for yeah, this yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. We've been going for a but, little bit. I but wanna... I wanted to, I wanted, we got a lot of the thought, thoughts on the overarching all four phases so yes. far and stuff like that. We got a lot of that out now. So hopefully when we get into the movies, we can just talk about the movies. Yes. Yeah, and then in the retrospective, we can talk back on our overall for thoughts sure. on the whole thing as well. For more. sure. Because you're going to, again, you're going to have to. We're gonna have We're gonna to. Have to. We're gonna have to, and it'll and it'll get there. But I but am, Austin Powers. Austin, you know. <laughs> but I will say I'm with you. I'm very excited to start Phase One. I can't wait to do it. It's gonna be great to just revisit these movies, I think especially it's... especially during the summer. It just feels like the right time to start yep. watching them. Um, and I'm just I, I I am 
really, really excited to start. I think it's going to be a blast. And getting to sit here and actually talk Marvel movies with you, which is kind of how we are off mic anyway, yeah. is going to yeah, be yeah, so yeah. much more fun because it's stuff we're actually... I, this, these are movies we're interested in. I'm hoping that this is going to be... like I feel like for me personally, these may be some of the, my favorite episodes. Yeah. Just because it's something that I can I, actually talk about. I'll be 100% with you. I think this summer is going to just be a blast. Yeah. I think because the, th- the other thing we're doing this summer is also something I'm really passionate about. Star Wars. <laughs> not the last Jedi though. That's not Star Wars. Uh, that's not Star. Wars. And now it's not Star Wars. We're not doing it's that. not Star Wars. We're not doing that. But um, no. And there's thing we're doing things that we're really passionate about this summer, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm excited to do it. But look, it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, I think yeah. Austin Powers. They're playing the music. Let's do this very quickly. Do you have just any closing comments about Austin Powers in general? It is Mike Myers is very personal, oddly personal. Love letter to the 60s, to yes. 60s cultures, to James Bond, to his father. And I think that that is very interesting to watch. I think he is, again, a comedic force in these movies. Yes. He dominates the screen when he's on it. Mm-hmm. All four characters are all funny at different times. Yep. It's gold! Uh, you know. Uh, smoking a pancake. Smoking a pancake. Yeah. Waffling a cigar. Waffling a cigar. Creeping a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Bonging a. Bonging a blitz. Bonging a blitz. Uh, or Bince, or whatever it is. Bince, Blitz. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, it, I think that it is, there. It, it can be really, really funny. Yeah. And it can be sleep-inducing sometimes. For you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm going to miss Austin Powers. Sure. But I think I said to you, I felt like it was kind of the one that was kind of in the way. It was, right? this, like, it was this little blockade for us. Yeah, where it we wasn't. Like, we just have to get through this. It wasn't bad. <laughs> but, like, we did, you know, we did... Bill and Ted, which we ended up loving. We did Fifty Shades, Love which it. wasn't great. No. We did Leprechaun, which was a surprising hit, but we kind of went in with the mentality of not thinking yeah. it was going to be think good. It, I think, but Leprechaun wore us out over the weeks. It did. Yeah. So, like, the things that we weren't looking forward to as much, yeah. even though some of them ended up being surprises, and then we had knowing that we're doing MCU Phase 1. Knowing what we're doing this summer. And, and this whole we're, summer. We're just kind we're like, of like, we just oh, lost the powers in the way yeah. of this. Let's just get it out Let's of the way. So. That's my thing is I kind of sure. just wanted to get it done, you know. Right. But I'm happy we did it. I'm yeah. happy we... And I did enjoy those movies. Great. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Austin Powers. It was fun. Uh, I laughed quite a bit uh, through at least... Through all of these movies, I had a laugh. I enjoyed that we did it. It was a good time. I'm going to miss Austin Powers. I don't think I'm going to be revisiting these movies anytime soon. No, no, no. I'm excited to move on to what we have. But, like, Austin Powers is... It, it, it is Mike Myers' legacy at the end of the day. It's it's his legacy. He's always going to have these three films to go back on and say, hey, that was really successful. I don't necessarily think we need that fourth film that he has been uh, no. telling Constantly everybody he's going to be, gonna be happening for almost 20 years now. But look, I, I'm glad we got what we got. I'm glad we did these movies and I'm glad we ranked it. You know, I think it was the right thing to do. So um, that's where I'm going to leave it. And... Bud, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Bring I'm going to wrap bring up home, our retrospective. That is our show. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Tony, and thanks to everyone for their support. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. Just search FranchiseMe, one word. Send us an email at FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us your feedback so we can get better each week. Also, check out our bonus series, A Year in Franchises. And I just keep plugging it. And I'm gonna. Pl- this is the last time I'm going to plug it. Last month, 
our uh, franchise the Oscars episode and our March Madness episode, both very good. And our the year in franchises twenty seventeen where we don't talk about Star Wars. Um, no, no, doesn't happen. We talk about something that's not. Star we talk Wars. about something that's not Star Wars. Um, but we also um, have probably our new year in franchises for uh, two thousand twenty out. Either about now or later, it doesn't There's matter. It's coming. There. If it's out, it's out. If it's not, it's not. There's nothing there. It's a quick episode. Yeah, and check out our website, franchisemepodcast.com, um, where you can see all of our episodes. Join us next week as we begin MCU Phase 1, and we officially put on our suit of armor, our suit of iron armor, and we discuss Iron Man. Dude. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Can't, can't wait. Smoking a pancake? Smoking a pancake. There's two things I can't stand in this world. People who were intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs>